This is 5-Minute Friday, a time to help you focus on positivity, intentionality, thoughtfulness, and growth. And now, Dr. Glenn Krieger. Good morning, everybody, and happy Friday, because you know what that means. This is another version of 5-Minute Friday. Now, I'm going to jump into a pretty fun topic today, or one that I like talking about a lot. Uh, Before I do that, I just want to remind all of you to please go to orthopreneurs.com. Uh, and look at Orthopreneurs University. We have amazing courses. For those of you who saw Ron Ronconi last week, the feedback was ridiculous. And thank you for all the great feedback on the clinical photography course I gave uh, last month. Uh, next month, we've got Rebecca Bachow teaching you the scientific basis for sleep disordered breathing in the pediatric population and the role we as orthodontists play as gatekeepers. This is evidence-based. This is not, here's what I think. Uh, there's very few people out there who are scientifically uh, centered as Rebecca Baca, who's dual trained orthoperio, a friend of mine, a mentor of mine, somebody I really love and respect. And that's why I asked her to give this course. So if you want to learn how to be the center gatekeeper for this stuff and be able to be involved with ENTs and myofunctional therapists and pediatric dentists, and yes, you can market it. But at the same time, when the moms come back to you telling you how their lives have been changed by you sending them to the right people or by doing something in your office, um, let me tell you, it is one of the most rewarding parts of my practice. And, and the general dental population is trying to take this over and make it their own. And who knows cranial facial growth better than orthodontists? So I'm begging you, please go to orthopreneurs.com. Go to uh, U- Orthopreneurs University. Go look at the upcoming courses with Rebecca Bachow, Stu Frost. Um, we have, uh, Scott Fry and of course we've got, um, uh, John Gannon and Steve Sherry with some amazing Marpy dome stuff for surgeonics. Now let's get into today's topic. I want to talk a little bit as a follow-up to something I said last week. Now, last week I talked about sell the ever living beep out of your practice. Uh, and, and again, I, I'll recap real quickly and say, If you went into ortho to grade 23 so you could run a really small practice, I mean small, not profitable, not trying to make a lot of money. I just want to work on people all day and be happy. God bless you. That was not what most people went into ortho for. But if that's what you want, you can stop listening now. But if you went into ortho because you love helping people, you like working with your hands, which is the answer we all gave to dental school admission committees, and um, and you like the the cerebral chess match of orthodontics where you think through the entire process uh, like Queen's Gambit, the way she thought through the, the, the games from beginning to end, that's how we see ortho, right? We're already at the initial visit, we're looking at the entire case and how it's going to progress, which is an amazing gift for us to be able to do that. But you should be able to make a good living at this. And you shouldn't market the heck out of your practice. And if you're the number one Invisalign provider in your region, scream it from the rooftops. Uh, If you do lingual ortho, tell everyone about it. Uh, If you do sleep disordered breathing in your practice, make sure everybody knows this on social media, on emails, on every kind of giveaway you have in the practice. Uh, Again, if you're doing lots of domes and marpies, uh, and helping do some relatively non-invasive surgical procedures to help a jaw correction, scream it from the rooftops. What differentiates your practice? Now, you might say, all I do is braces. That's it. I just do braces. I don't do any special appliances. Everybody comes in and they get braces. Okay, there's got to be something special about your practice that you do. Dig deep. You'll find something about you, your team, or your practice, 
And I want you to really leverage that. But what I wanted to follow up with was I got some questions after my post. Hey, Glenn, great post. Love what you talked about. But is there a time where my practice is just big enough? And that's a great question. The answer to that is yes. And it depends. There are orthodontists out there who want to have 8, 10, 12, 15 practices, or they want to have one practice that's, you know, doing $10 million a year. And you have to kind of decide what is it you want. That's kind of like the central theme to the Leap Masterclass uh, that I created over at the Orthopedics University self-paced side. You know, it, it, you have to kind of answer the questions first about what you want to have. But the, the question came to me from somebody who said, hey, I'm a mom. I want to be home with my kids. I, I just don't want to get as big as some people do. And that's okay. You don't need to get huge. You, you need to get as big as your plan tells you you need to be. So if your plan is, I want to, I want to take off 12 weeks a year. And, and, and by the way, this is a biggie right here. Okay. This is a mistake that many orthodontists fall into. Um, my plan is I want to take off 12 weeks a year. I want to work two days a week. And, uh, you know, I don't need a $3 million a year practice. Um, and here's the, the funny part about that. There's many ways to get there. You can have a $3 million a year, two day a week, 12 weeks off a year practice. It's possible. You can do these things. I'm a firm believer that you can do almost anything you set your mind to, whether it's fee, fee structure, an associate, um, the way you, you run your office when you're there, you can do some remarkable things. But let's go on the premise that you can't get what you want. You've tried, it's, you're incapable, and you want to spend more time with family or you want to take more time off. Do it. Set it up. Make it happen. You know, there's this ever-ending, you know, never-ending race that we as orthodontists have with one another where we want to get bigger, bigger. Oh, you see that practice? Did you see that practice? He's really big. Oh, she's really big. And we don't have to be that. Be what you want. Run your own race, as the name of the book is, right? Do what you want to do. And it's okay to take your foot off the gas pedal in terms of growth. But here's the thing. You can't give up on managing your practice. So let's just say you get to $2 million a year on three days a week, and you're taking eight weeks off a year, and you say, this is what I want. I don't want to get any bigger. I don't want to get an associate. I don't want to have more locations. I'm doing $2 million a year on 55% overhead taking home $900,000 a year, and life is good. Who's going to blame you? I mean, by all standards, you're living a dream life at that point, right? I mean, you're going to retire early. You're going to take the time and enjoy it with your family. You're, you're working three days a week. You can do this. You're capable of doing this. I mean, uh, I've been there myself. So you can't take your foot off the gas for the management because if you're going to stay, and that's not lean and mean, by the way, three days a week at two million is not lean and mean. But if you're going to try to run a practice that's not going to get bigger and you want to maintain your overhead at a lower point, you need to be diligent. It takes constant attention to detail. It, it means forging your own path. So in a very convoluted way, what I'm telling you here is whether you want to have a massive practice that you're going to sell the ever-living crap out of, like I said last week, or you want to have a practice that's it's as big as you want it to be right now and you want more time off, or you want to bring an associate in, or... Uh, you actually want to shrink a little bit and you want to, you know, you don't want taking home a little bit less to be able to work a little bit less. That's all great, but you got to figure out your plan. And I've said it dozens of times, sit down and figure out where you want to be. And I've talked about the book Traction more than a few times. 
And you got to read that book and you got to figure out the KPIs or the key performance indicators that you want for your practice. How many starts do you want? How much production do you want? How much collection do you want? What do you want to take home as a net? Now you've got your formula. Now you got to ask yourself, how am I going to get there? What boulders do I need to lift to get there? Define the 90-day action steps to get you to one year, but work backwards. Develop that one-year plan or that three-year plan. Work backwards to where you need to be in a year. Work backwards to where you need to be in 90 days. Figure out the things you need to solve in those 90 days. Implement them. Make it happen. And whether your practice is going to be huge or your practice is going to be small, it doesn't matter. It's your plan. But if you don't give intentionality to it, it will never happen. And that's the takeaway here, intentionality. So sorry it took me a while to get there. I hope you enjoyed the journey. Uh, much love to each and every one of you out there. And remember, I'm always here to help you any way I can. Uh, and uh, never stop trying, never stop working uh, towards your dream. And don't forget to slow down and enjoy it every now and then, which is advice I need to take for myself. Again, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Much love to all of you. And again, go check out Entrepreneurs University. Uh, we got some amazing stuff for you there at orthopreneurs.com. Have a great day.